Welcome to What's Your Next Move? Aging on Your Own Terms. I'm Lisa Sini. And I'm her daughter, Addie. And today we're talking about the positive impact of pets and how they create purpose for our senior loved ones. All right, let's go. If the thought of getting older stops you from living your best life, this is your ultimate guide in moving from fear to freedom. We know technology can allow you to age where and how you want with a higher quality of life. And we will teach and share with you what you should use and when. If you are aging or caring for someone who is, we're here to teach you the ins and outs of aging in place. Every episode is a personal guide to all the technology, design tips, and creative solutions you'll need to live your life to the fullest. Get ready to discover what is available and determine the resources that will best work for you. Move from fear to freedom starting today. Let's dive in. So today we're going to talk about pets. Yeah, I've loved animals my whole life. I actually wanted to be a vet at a certain point, And then I realized that it was a lot of school, but I was definitely obsessed with Animal Planet and all kinds of stuff. You were. Yes, totally. <laughs> but I think that the first moment where I really saw the connection between my grandparents, my great grandma and pets and how important that relationship was, was with my guinea pig named Ruby. Yeah. So you were probably, I don't know, about seven and you even had a birthday party for your guinea pig. I did. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I made people wear hats and bring gifts. Right. All, all the cousins and everybody. <laughs> um, and so who, how'd you come up with the name was because it her ruby eyes? Yeah. Well, that was my cover. But actually, I fell in love with Jacob Rubin on a cruise. Oh, yeah. So your brother's best friend. Yeah, I fell in love with him. And I named my guinea pig after him, okay. which is the highest honor. So Jacob Rubin, shout out to you. Shout out if to you. you yeah. Bexley, uh, Ohio, you're probably married now. But Addie, now you know. Now had, you know. Now had you had a know big the crush truth. on you. Yeah. 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 But so, um, yeah. So I had a guinea pig named Ruby and she was really amazing. And just like most of our pets, they ended up living at my grandparents. She was really amazing. She was a guinea pig. Yeah. Right? So she was like, she didn't talk. It wasn't like a Disney movie. Yeah. No, but she was super, <laughs> super cool. She honestly acted like a dog. And she did. She did act like a dog. Like I was surprised. She was like, I thought she was going to be like a fluffier rat. But really, she was more like a dog. Yeah. And so my great grandma really liked her a lot and took care of her all the time. And Ruby would literally run around and follow her. And she would, you know, go up and sit on the stair and just wait for her to get dressed. She would wait outside and she would cry and go. She would. And she wanted some like fresh grass. And she would also she was kind of our um, canary in the mine because if she wouldn't eat a food like those little carrots that are like pre-peeled in the package, she would not touch them. And then we found out there were some chemicals in that. If Ruby wouldn't eat it, we shouldn't be eating. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But really, the most valuable thing that she did was that she gave my great grandma a lot of purpose. Mm -hmm. And my great grandma loved her really well for a long time. And it kind of opened my eyes to really the power of pets and how they can transform your life and give you a lot of love and attention and purpose. Um, But it's definitely not the first kind of instance that we've had with animals and wasn't the last. Um, We actually kind of started our own little farm in Bexley 
And uh, which is in the city, by the way. Yeah, totally in the city. Um, and that was the premise, actually, for a lot of the story of Hive, mm-hmm. um, which is all about multi generational living. We were all living in one house. So tell us a little bit about the beehive and why that happened. <laughs> so my husband, uh, my husband, to be clear, my husband and my mother collude a lot. Um, and then they'll involve Addie. Um, so my son and my dad and I are more even keeled on all this. I would have to say they get big ideas. Like they got a big idea and they bought a Hummer, you know, things like that. I buy mansions and renovate them. They buy, you know, bees. So my husband had watched Shark Tank and they had this really cool beehive that had a pre-hive in it or pre-honeycomb. And so it made it so all you had to do was like flip a little valve and the the honey would pour out. You didn't have to scrape the comb. You didn't have to disrupt the bees environment and hurt all their work and worry about getting stung. And he thought that would be fantastic. So he got the family involved and purchased this beehive. And then we had this huge window that was about the size of a door. And my grandmother, her great grandmother would sit there and watch him getting the honey out, tending to the bees and taking care of everything. And I remember, you know, he had this, it was ridiculous. It's the, you know, it's a hat and it's the beekeeper outfit, just like it has been for a long time. Forever. And my grandfather had had bees. And so I'm sure that was reminiscent for her. Um, but she just absolutely loved it. She'd have such a smile on her face and she'd tap on the glass and, you know, ask him to show her things. And it was almost like being in a zoo. Yeah. So it actually ties back into our love method um, for design, which is light, optimize, visualize, and ease. Mm-hmm. And it actually gave her those visual cues to tie back into her past. Mm -hmm. And also it's just relatable. I mean, she has known that kind of, you know, we have this term now farm to table, but that's all they had back then. (laughs) That's that's literally what you did. Literally what you did was farm Farm to to table. table. Right. (laughs) Yeah. There was no intermediary. So it really was something that sparked joy in her. Um, It was reminiscent of her past and also of her, you know, the love that she lost with, you know, her husband. Oh, who was the love of her life. Right. Love of her life. I mean, my grandmother never drove. She combed my grandfather's hair every day. Like, I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, what is that about? (laughs) Um, like truly loved him. And, um, you know, and there were other benefits like, you know, um, honey helps with your allergies and your immune system. It's great for the environment, um, ecology of our planet. And then also it just tastes good. Yeah. I mean, we had it on toast and we had it in our oatmeal. And it's a great supplement instead of doing um, raw sugars and yes. things like that. Most but also great grandma, you know, really was the queen bee. She too. was a queen bee. And we found out because my husband took all these courses on it, that um, bees are fascinating. So if you ever want to read about them. They are really fascinating. And our and our family worked very much like a beehive with the worker bees and the soldier bees, the protector bees, the queen bee, which was my grandmother. Um, so it's a really interesting kind of environment for multi-generational of how you can work together. And the other thing is you need to be careful. We also found out randomly that my husband was allergic to bees. Yeah, he had this whole vision and dream for bees and then 
comes out with a completely swollen hand and he's hiding it in dinner because he doesn't want eating with his left hand and i'm like why are you eating with your left hand he's like no reason and he's got a glove on and i'm like it's hot (laughs) in here why do you have a glove it's the middle of the summer like no reason then i find out it was swollen like huge and he had to and that happened like twice one time his whole face and so after that i'm like you have to have an epi pen and so that wasn't easy to get him to carry that but he he succumbed yeah. he yeah. Knew, he knew otherwise we weren't gonna i said i will get rid of the bees because i'm not gonna lose you so. yeah yeah so the bees were really kind of formative um in the our multi-generational household i know that that was like a really kind of key element which is hilarious but um we also had another key element um and we added to the little city farm that we had created and we my dad i'm in italy at the time in college and my dad calls me and he's like Addie, what do you think about chickens and i'm like i don't know they taste good like what do you want me? Yeah, i don't know yeah. and he's like i'm thinking about getting chickens and i'm like dad like we live in a city like what are you talking about and so just be clear it, he wasn't talking to me about that i'm sure he talked to my mom but he was hitting up the ladies that yeah, he you knew. have to collude you have to get your whole <laughs> string of people to behind in, you before behind you, you introduce before the you concept try to exactly right. propose it because right. you have to have you know allies right right and so then he's like talking to me and he's like well i'm gonna get a rooster and i'm gonna impregnate the chickens and that's how i'm gonna get eggs that's blah, how you blah. do it and i was like dad that's just not how it works. No, no, no. Because we were brought up to believe, first of all, we didn't have an animal planet. Second of all, like there's always a rooster. And so we just thought he was like the top dog, the pimp, and he had all his ladies <laughs> and he would go around and impregnate the yeah. chickens. Yeah. No. I mean, how else That's do you not get how it eggs? works. How do you get eggs? They're then? bird periods is what they are. That's what yeah, eggs are. I don't are. understand then where, why does, why is he even matter? Yeah. Well, he matters for like generations, but anyways. Okay, so, so we're, we're moving on because yeah. it still doesn't make sense, sense to me. <laughs> still doesn't. Yeah. So he calls me and he tells me this, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a rooster." And I'm like, "Dad, if that's how you think chickens work, like you're not allowed to get them because you got to do some more research. Like you don't know what you're doing." So then a week later, he calls me and he's like, "I bought a coop." And I'm like, "Oh Lord!" So we actually raise we get these little peeps little just literally chicken nuggets okay the cutest things ever let's let's stop there let's stop there so first of all there's some things that you have to think about when you get chickens one you get them at the right time time of year yeah yeah, they didn't get them at the right time of the year so that meant that they said hey lisa we're gonna get these chickens and i'm like okay because i travel a lot i don't care you guys are gonna take care of them right whatever we'll have fresh eggs i like eggs right and then I come to find out that they're too little and weak to be outside. They have to live in our house for like months. So my mom had just finished converting my brother's old bedroom into a guest bedroom. And yes. then we immediately converted that room into a brooding room for the chicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, which, was which was awful. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which was awful. And so uh, chickens kind of smell a little bit and I got, they are very cute for a very short period of time. That's not true. They are very cute for a long time. Yeah. But and they then have... they turn into a pterodactyl, a little tiny pterodactyl. Well, yes. And, but, but, but grandma loved that. Her great grandmother loved them. I thought 
that this was going to like throw the whole family into like upheaval. And I apparently was the only person besides my son when he came home that had issues with this. So grandma would tell us a little bit about you and grandma. Yeah. So I had some really special moments with my great grandma caring for the little chickens. They were probably about teenagers at the time and I would go in there all the time and feed them. And so we would go in there together and we would feed the mealworms and it was very reminiscent of how she grew up. Mm -hmm. And this was actually super comfortable for her. So it was funny of how foreign it was for me and how for her, it was just bringing back her old life, which, you know, for Alzheimer's, a lot of short term memory is the thing that goes out the window, mm-hmm. but long term memory is mm-hmm. the thing that stays. Yep. And so not only did it just bring her a lot of joy mm-hmm. um, and we laughed because the chickens are jumping all over me and all this kind of stuff, but it also brought back all these memories for her that she could share with me, which was really cool. It was. It was it was incredible. I have some pictures that are just fantastic of the little pterodactyls with Addie and grandma. And then when my son came home, we did have a little incident where he charged his phone by the pterodactyls. And then they creeped up on the thing and kind of he was bent down and they were looking at him and he kind of froze. And, he hates birds. He's and terrified. He, of and them. here he's like 19 and or 20. I don't know how old, maybe 21. I don't know. But he was terrified. And so he's crouched down. And he's like, grandma, grandma yelling grandma like, grandma like not yelling grandma. like whispering because Whis- he was yelling. so scared and it took like 20 minutes and finally he was able to escape which was really so for hilarious. him he, we got to use that forever against him yeah um, for sure <laughs> for sure and then the chickens went outside yeah and some of the great things about that were tell us about like grandma going out every day yeah so my grandma not my great grandma would go out every morning and she would feed the chickens we also had bunnies as well oh terrible um, animals. yeah they, the bunnies piglet and eeyore really didn't like each other but they all <laughs> lived together um yeah. other than yeah eeyore was a bully and uh, eventually they got in a really bad fight. So it didn't work out so well. Well, I think it was actually a murder. There was a murder. There Piglet was a murder. murdered Eeyore. Yeah, there, it was like a really bad fight. No, there was a murder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I wouldn't recommend putting two bunnies in there. But the chickens and the bunnies actually got along really well. But anyways, what it really created for my grandma was purpose. Mm-hmm. One. Because, you know, my family all of a sudden was empty nesters with both my brother and I off to college. Um, And so my dad literally filled the nest, which was good. But also it created routine for my grandma as well. So you get out of that routine of walking down there, carrying the food, all this kind of stuff. You also get exercise. So that kind of leads us into. But we also had really great eggs. I will say they do taste better. And um, there's something beautiful about that. And just to be clear, we didn't start off this way. So we were not multi-generational. Then all of a sudden we were multi-generational with four generations in one house. One dog. Then my nephew died and my brother got sick and we took his dog as well. Two dogs. Okay. Kind of normal, right? Then we got bees. Then we got chickens. Then we got bunnies, bunnies, right? Am I doing that right? Yeah. That's when we became weirdo house, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah exactly. we had so many points that you could have in the city and we were teetering. We were teetering on the edge. Teetering on yeah. the edge. Yeah. I'm sure our neighbors were so happy with us. Yeah. 
But but it was definitely really formative and beneficial for the multi-generational family. And also just as we kind of moved on as kids, um, there was still this sense of purpose and still someone to care for. And also for my great grandma, all that great just visual cueing of reminding her of her past, like chickens are familiar to her. Bees are familiar to her. These are all things that brought up her old memories, which made her feel loved and connected again. Yeah, I think purpose, routine, visual cueing, sometimes it's what you need to get up in the morning. Yeah. And so then also later on, we had, well, during this time period, we have Callie, um, my dog who has since passed. She passed at 18. Which this is, year. Yeah. So yeah. Very sad. Still a little sensitive, but um, she, you know, generated that really important sense of routine for my grandma and grandpa as they moved out of, um, you know, as we got rid of the chickens and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So they kind of retained that exercise for them, too. So they were walking Callie three times a day. But like I said, she recently passed away. And so can you talk to us a little bit about how um, that kind of shifted and changed when Callie passed? Yeah. 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 You know, COVID hit hard, the pandemic hit hard, and my dad worked up until the pandemic. And so he's 83 or going to be 84, some 85. I don't know. I think he's old. Age is just whatever, a number. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But he was old. He could have been retired a long time ago, but he worked every day up until the pandemic. And, um, you know, and my mom is always taking care of us and um, taking care of the family and, and even worked when we were in school. And there was you know, unconditional love. Um, Callie provided, was always happy to see them, always their um, just pitter pattern. Um, you know, they had this little routine that my dad would like pretend to hit her on the butt, you know, and Callie would, rah, 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 and she'd say, get him, Callie. You know, like they're the cute bantering that you do, the exercise, um, the positive touch and communication and, com- and companionship. And when that all goes away, there's a hole, there's some depression. Mm -hmm. And so um, my son had moved back and his dog uh, was kind of used to being alone. But I said, uh, you know, mom and dad, I kind of need you. Can you help take care of Emma and maybe have her visit with you during the day if you're, you know, not out trotting around to Costco or to Kohl's or somebody (laughs) like that. Like they are every other day. Every other day or going to the river or a doctor's appointment. And so that has really brought grandma and grandpa, more grandma, um, out of kind of the depression of Callie being gone. Yeah. So there are, so even if you're worried about your loved one, okay, like we can't get a pet, we can't get a chicken, we can't get, you know, (laughs) a a beehive, a guinea guinea pig. pig. We can't get this kind of thing for my mom or for my loved one because she has X, Y, and Z. Maybe Mm -hmm. she has mobility issues or something like that. Maybe she can care for a dog for a day. Yeah. And so you can retain that sense of, you know, first of all, physical touch. That's so important. We just talked about that. Um, You lose that a lot, especially when you're older. People aren't like loving on you as much just because you're not around people as much. Um, And then also, you know, if your husband or your wife dies or your partner and or your partner and you just lose your that companionship. Right. And so somebody um, to talk to. Yeah. And so you can still retain um, some level of connection, especially with an animal and, you know, drop. Now you do it in a specific way where you wait until she waits until they call her. So it's not a burden to them. Yeah. I want to make sure that they don't feel like it's a given that I'm taking advantage of them. Right. Um, but you know, 
I wait. And then I have a friend too, that's, you know, retired and she'll babysit pets. And so it allows her extreme flexibility to travel, but then she gets her pet fixed. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what are some other ways that we can have pets in the home without having pets in the home? Uh, well, there are some other ways, but before I get to that, I forgot that we have in Boom, Addie, which is the most recent version of her book, we have a whole chapter on pets. Yeah. And so like how to feed them, how to plan for end of life, how to like what kind of vitamins, whether to vaccine, vaccinate them. And Dr. Gary Richter is the um, America's most beloved veterinarian. And he wrote the chapter. And so this That's is awesome. Yeah, this is not me like writing about pets and all that kind of stuff. And there's just such good information in here because sometimes you're also worried about what if your pet survives you. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you handle that? So there's a whole chapter in here and it's on Audible and Kindle and in hardcover and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, on Amazon. But it'll yeah. tell you about your pets. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. We were talking all about the bees. But now to my favorite pet that Addie, maybe not so favorite for her. <laughs> so um, we had uh, the Joy for All Hasbro cat for my grandmother, which she absolutely loved. And at first she knew that it was fake. And she'd say, oh, isn't this cute? And then after a while, she just thought it was absolutely real, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And we've also talked about the robotic cat before on here. But the robotic cat, first of all, this one is cool. So there's a couple of different versions. There's yep. the Hasbro one, like you just said. Um, there's this one, which I can't remember. This is Lily. So I named this after I, uh, this is on Best Living Tech. And this is specific uh, to me and our company. And um, I named her after my grandma, Lily. Yeah. And so we can... Um, It'll so it'll actually recognize where you are and it can uh -huh. kind of follow you and it'll respond to you because it has AI inside of it. Mm -hmm. And then it also will um yeah, it purrs and all different kinds of stuff. You can hear it chiming in chiming in the in. background, the peanut right. gallery. And I can actually turn off whoops, I can turn off she just said ow. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn off the sound if I want that or turn her completely off and just have her around. So that's a great option as well. Um, and we, you know, my mom puts these in Alzheimer's dementia care facilities mm -hmm. all the time. People love them. It's great for children. It's a fantastic option, especially if you're on that kind of spectrum of Alzheimer's dementia, then you can have a companion pet that genuinely responds to you because yes. that's also an important thing of like connecting with the animal. Mm -hmm. um, it genuinely responds to you, but you don't have to worry about the waste. You don't have to worry about stepping in something accidentally. Yeah. You don't have to worry about whether, oh, it's freezing outside and I don't want to go down the steps and break my back. Um, so I don't have to take it out. I don't have to buy pet food. Right. That's a consideration. That's pretty, right? that's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty cheap. You have to buy batteries every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but in, in it really does respond. It takes less than 30 seconds for you to kind of the studies show, um, lose the sense that this is fake and a toy. Hmm. And because the head, it's, it moves around and actually follows you. And then it'll actually, like a cat, ignore you. <laughs> 
which is, is great. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Which is awesome. And so is there any other options for if we want to have pets in our home, but we don't really have the either the time or the ability to take care of something? Yeah. So um, the other thing is like bird feeders on the windows. And, uh, you know, it's wonderful because you're engaging with nature. It's not like a TV where you turn it on and then you just have your show or a book. You actually have to be cognizant. You have to watch. You have to go and buy the right bird feed and you might need somebody's help to put it in. And I would recommend getting one that's squirrel proof because yeah. they are tricky little suckers. Houdinis. They are Houdinis. They're <laughs> tricky little suckers. They'll go upside down. They'll figure out how to, and you can have squirrel things as well as your birds, but being able to identify and then maybe get a, you know, a bird bird book to see. You can also have bird feeders that are like hummingbird feeders different than other ones. And then you can also plant plants that are for butterflies. Hmm. Yeah. So in the summertime, you can do those types of things. But anytime you can bring the nature in of animals, it's a fantastic thing. Yeah. So we've learned today, you know, that pets aren't just cute and fluffy. Um, yeah. They give us so much more than that. And what exactly do they give us? So I think unconditional love. Like, you know, when you come home and you've had a hard day or you are sick, a dog or a cat quite often will know and they'll sit by your side and they'll protect you. They also make give you safety and security that they know somebody's outside and you can turn on the floodlights or you can, you know, you know, somebody's coming to the door before you can hear it because your hearing might start to go. So there's a lot of unconditional love, companionship, safety, purpose and exercise. Yeah, those are all great. And also they can just bring back memories. So they're strong visual cues. Mm -hmm. Honestly, sometimes it's the visual, sometimes it's the smell. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> With the right. chickens, I think it's a little bit of the smell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then also we just have a lot of different options for not having pets full time, right? Yeah. And, you know, even if your mom or dad can't take care of a pet full time, they can dog sit or pet sit. Right. They, you can have, you know, the robotic cats. Daddy's favorite thing. <laughs> and there's also dogs and puppies and things like that. Yeah. Or a simple bird feeder or butterf butterfly garden, yeah. you know, are wonderful. And, and bees are great. You can actually put them in a viewing space and have someone else come and take care of them. Yeah. So even, you know, my dad's Al Alzheimer's dementia care facility has bees and chickens as well. So, and they have these too. And they have those. And also. they have those too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, and they have a live dog as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what is one thing that they can do today to have a better tomorrow? Well, um, I think, you know, you can reminisce about kind of good times that you've had with your pets and then figure out how you can bring that into the life of your loved ones. We found out so many neat things by having pets. I found out that my other grandma had 700 chickens at one point, and I had no idea. I found out a funny story of my dad um, buying chickens that I'd never heard before. I found out my mom had a pet groundhog. So, you know, it can bring things out that you never even thought were possible. If you enjoyed this episode, help us to share it with family and friends whom you think will benefit. If you value our content, give it five stars, please. And let's stay in touch. Follow us across all our social media and let us know your stories so we can best serve you. Until then, keep loving each other. We'll see you in the next episode.